Yes, hi, hello, and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. This week, we recap our 2-1 defeat to the Wellingong Fire Chickens. We look ahead to another Wollongong away on Wednesday night. And of course, we answer your questions. I'm Pete, and I'm joined by Luke, Josh, and Morrow. Lads. Afternoon. Good evening. What's going on? This is foreign. <laughs> it's Different a Monday. Time slot. We didn't win. It's Monday. We didn't win. It's just, it's all foreign to me. Yeah. Things are changing. Yeah. The more things change, the more they stay the same though. That's, yeah. Um, yeah. Was there a media star today? Stop it already. <laughs> Enough of that. Yeah. Upcoming media sensation, Aaron Morrow. Of course, the upcoming really. documentary, Grassroots to Glory, uh, being produced by Channel 10 at the moment. Moz has had a fair bit of airtime this afternoon, hence our uh, recording on Monday afternoon here at the COE. Uh, he's almost, forward he's also that. almost a full kit wanker just for the documentary. <laughs> oh, stop it already. I will admit, though, that I did don the Morrow 194 shirt, which is, hasn't been out for a run for a fair while, but um, it's one of my favourites. You wear it around heart, the house, so don't lie. I do wear it. Of course I wear it around the house. I wear it to bed if I can get a chance, but <laughs> Melissa usually kicks me out then. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's enough. Uh, that's enough talk about you in the boudoir there. Let's uh, Oof, move yeah. right into Fred's question. Fred this week asks: Once again, positives were shown on Saturday, and there is a clear continuation from last season. With what we have seen, which position would you like to see strengthened in the January transfer window? This is a hard one. This is a good question. That is. That's tough. Because I've actually changed my opinion completely since we left uh, on Saturday when. When we left on Saturday, I thought we deserved what we got. Um, we walked away with nothing. Uh, but after watching the replay uh, today, I thought we at least deserved a point and we made enough chances and um, all that sort of stuff to walk away with maybe three on another day. So in terms of in terms of strengthening, you know, it's, it's hard to tell from the weekend because I think a couple of the boys probably had off days compared to the game last week. Um so that's a hard one for me right now. I think we need maybe more time to sort of judge that, I guess, to answer that question. It's only two games in. Um, I don't know. I, I Honestly, I'm not sure. Um, not nine maybe, but Marco's yeah, that's, there. That's sort of what I'm we starting to out think Out and now. out number nine. Yeah, because, you know, I, I kind of feel for Sakenis after the weekend because I don't think he got to show what he's really capable of. Mm. Um, we know we've seen him in the academy, what he can do. You know, he's caught a hat-trick against... Um, Sydney FC in pre-season. Yes, it's only pre-season, but it was a good Sydney side on the day. Um, and I think we just probably didn't utilise him how he should be utilised on the weekend. Different different role for Secker on Saturday, I think. He was playing yeah. his back-to-goal a lot more, whereas we've seen him through the academy as, a, as more of an out-and-out nine, as you say. Yeah, I think he's played best when he's in behind, and I, I don't think mm. he had the chance to do that much on the weekend. It's rare, you know, but I agree with you, boys. And uh, Oh, it, my uh, God. Yeah, I know. That's pretty <laughs> rare, but um, I agree that um, I think we were better than I thought we were looking from the stands. Possibly I was wearing too many beer goggles, but, you know, that happens. <laughs> and uh, I agree with you, Josh, eh, that we need a bit more time to just get our heads around what these boys can contribute. Um, I don't think we we're as bad as it appeared. And I, and I would say that Seca actually was not as bad as I thought he was uh, from the stands as well. I actually thought he did a pretty good job of holding up the ball in a role that would have been a little bit unfamiliar to him. I'm not saying that, you know, we wouldn't have uh, enjoyed having Simo there mm. in that spot. I think we would have. Are we in a um, weird spot where we're actually missing Simon? 
Yes, in the first yeah. two games. Yeah, yep. we are, I but agree. I, but it, but it doesn't make me think that we actually I, I, like. I don't have a signing target or something like that. I think we. Sh- I still think we've got enough depth across the park and around most of the positions where I'm, I'm comfortable to wait and see what happens with some of the boys um, that we still have in the you know in the kick. And I'm liking what I'm seeing f- from some of them. Um, we've been a little bit unlucky with injury, and that might continue a bit more yet. But um, generally, yeah, more. Let's wait and see. I mean, yeah, if, and if we're looking into January, I think. The where we need to strengthen will come from if there's any movements. And I mean, we've we've heard a couple of things about a couple of players, and I won't name drop, but um, I think it's pretty obvious. And if that does happen, we have the depth there to cover it, but then we need more depth to cover that. So yep. I think, uh, yeah, it will possibly de- like I'm pretty happy with the squad now, but it will probably depend on the movements come January. If we can get, um, you know, like. Vela to come here for a good salary or something <laughs> like that. I'm all for the movement. Why not? <laughs> Someone get Marco on the phone get to the, him. Get the GoFundMe ready. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Who, else, Bella. Who, yeah. else, who else did you play with that was going to get on the phone to him? Uh, Mark Devere? Devere. No. Yeah, Devere. Oh, Devere. Yeah, yeah. We need Marco on the phone first. Yeah, get we, him on the phone yesterday. We, we don't want there. him to be playing for the Rams. Crikey. Yuck. <laughs> well, that's the thing. They still haven't replaced uh, Derbyshire from last season, have they? And oh. I think that's pretty evident. Mm. Yeah, no, we don't know. No, just no. no. Come here, mate. Come to Mariner. Come, Come to Mariner. To Mariner. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Yes, of course. Let's uh, dive in and have a look at uh, or dissect what happened on Saturday afternoon as we travel down once again to Wellingong. Um, well, I say once again, it's the first time this season. Kind of feels like our second home, though. <laughs> it, it does, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, another couple hundred kilometres on the clock. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good spot. <clears throat> Don't hate it. Don't hate it. Hated no. the result on the weekend, though. Uh, uh, would have been better if the weather was nice. We just can't escape shit weather oh, at the moment. But the roof was over all the way over the top of us. It was. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, thankfully, yeah, after so, some yeah, negotiations, some terse negotiations with security there. Uh, oh. <laughs> We love you, Tony. We good on, good on Tony. Three, points, three saw, points to Tony. Three Sean points saw to Tony. what was happening straight away because uh, I think the head security lady came over and she's like, go and sit down, sit down. I'm like, ah, I'm not sitting down. Yeah, we, no, we, no we, chance. And for anyone that was there last time and probably listened to the podcast after that game uh, in, against Wellington last season, we had issues last time when we just wanted to stand there as a group, not mm. impeding anyone or anything. And it's this whole bloody COVID protocols yeah, and yeah. it was their protocol and it's it's just ridiculous. Just in, let us stand as a group. Get in your sheet We're not hurting down. anyone. Like, come on. You can't catch COVID sitting down though. It's well no, known fact. We, um, got it, we got it sorted eventually. Shout out to Tony who oh, was uh, Tony, in charge Sean, of security. Tony's one of the best security guys I've ever come across too. in the entire league. Yeah. yeah, especially to Sean who's always willing to help when that sort of stuff comes up. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm. Thanks to Sean. Yeah. 100%. Can we just talk about the, the, the crowd for this entire segment here? We don't have to go into the game yeah, at all, do we? let's not do it. The crowd yeah. is decent. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like we made some noise. Jay's watching the replay. Yeah, yeah. We performed well. Full credit to everyone that's, uh, that travelled down. And again, how good is it having a bit of a roof to uh, to amplify things? Gee whiz, don't mind mm. it. Mm. Absolutely. Man of the match to the to us? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were. Some, some people did say that, actually. Yes. Yes. All right, fine. Let's get into it then. Uh, Of course, it did finish 2-1 in favour of the fire chickens there. Gary Hooper, who apparently ate all the pies, according to a few people. He is enormous. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on there? Has he even done a pre-season? Has he ran at all? Wasn't he playing in India? Yeah, we clearly enjoyed a few too many curries. (laughs) He was eating in India, definitely. A few too many butter chickens, some garlic naans. 
<laughs> I didn't even realise that it was him that had scored the opening goal. No, nah, um, same. I probably I, wouldn't I think, have given it to him so hard if I knew it was him. Yeah. But. <laughs> I think someone pointed out in the group chat that um, the only reason he scored it is because he didn't have to actually move. Uh, that's fair. Mate, he was a yard from the goal line. Like, seriously. <laughs> and, and no one to beat. Beerus is laying on the ground in front of him. It was, it was like, the most he moved all game, to be fair. Yeah. Mate, what? Yeah, he didn't even need the assist. The assist came off Marco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Marco, the lead didn't last for long. It was Marco. Uh, it pounced on a, a pretty horrendous defensive error by was it Laws. It was Laws. Yes, it yeah. was Laws. Yeah, uh, just completely woefully underhit back pass there, and uh, Marco, good finish. Very good Very finish. Good. Great peak, finish. Peak uh, poachers sort of goal. Yeah, he scored at a World Cup. You know, he did. Also yeah. knocked out England. I heard. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was a weird part of the game because you know they they scored that very scrappy goal. We scored a scrappy goal, but. Outside of that, I felt like during that period we were – after watching the replay, like I said before, I completely sort of changed my opinion from when we left on the weekend. I thought we were on top for – I think for we looked the more likely. Most parts, yeah. Mm. We, we just didn't have that sort of final polish. Yeah, I totally agree with that. We – you know, we – we lack that little bit of quality in a couple of those moments uh, that, that count, and that that is such an important thing. It, it was far and away from that moment when Marco recognised that short back pass and got there and realised the keeper was out far enough that he could just pass it into the net. That's the kind of quality and anticipation that that you want to see there. But we didn't really have that in some of the moments earlier than that. Um, and we, you know, they, to their credit, they kept us facing away from the goal most of the time. And uh, that that made it difficult. And I guess at the other end, the same thing really. We almost had the quality to prevent those goals, but not quite. It was it was a poor first goal, wasn't it? To concede, it was. It was very mm. Mariners. It was very Mariners. Sort of 2016, 17, wasn't it? Especially like in the lead up too. So if if you go right back to the initial free kick, which was very well saved by Birigidi, which I I think from watching the replay was maybe going to just miss or either hit the post and maybe go out. So, you know, obviously he's really not to know. But on another day, he maybe doesn't get there and, the, you know, the ball goes out for a goal kick and it's they don't, then they don't get the corner. But mm. in the lead-up to the free kick, Ruan, uh, who didn't have a great day, I think mm. is probably an understatement, um, gave away a sloppy free kick for a handball. And that, that really summed up his, well, how, how long did he end up playing? 85 minutes or something? Mm. Um, yeah, he, he was just way off compared to last week. I don't know what happened. In the week, but um, a few loose touches, some um, not great decision making, um, just wasn't wasn't ideal. Um, yeah, the free kick was obviously a great one. I have questions about how far back that wall was though. Mm. Oh, that was way more than that. Mm. Was at least twenty feet. Oh, he was putting it in a different postcode. I don't know. I think he was counting one step for every two steps. Like yeah. it, it was, it was massive. We were so. always in Kaiama. That's how far the wall back was. I think Kurt Ames from the VAR was saying, yeah, push, yeah, him back, push, further, him back, push him back, push him back a bit further. further. Go on, further. Yeah, further. A little so, more. Yeah, a little more. So it was it was easy for, I can't remember who took the free kick, but it was quite easy for him to get it up and over the wall. Mm. Um, and I mean... Piscopo, wasn't it? Possibly, yeah. Mm. And the, then the corner was a pretty good corner into a dangerous spot. Hooper uses all of his experience to get Birrigitte out of the way. Um, not a free kick for me. Would have been very soft if they disallowed it. Just smart play from Hooper. And I mean, to be honest, like I know there's a lot of him. He's about 130 kilos right now. But, you know, Birigidi just has to be stronger there. He just he just has to not get knocked over so easily mm. and try and play for the free kick. And then I think, I can't remember who jumps up. Might have been Sikenis jumps up for the header, misses it, and then sort of puts off Kai Rolls. Yeah. 
he does a bad header. It's a bloody skims off his head. It's a little bit of ping pong, and then you know the ball's in the back of the net. Just just a sloppy sloppy goal to concede. Yeah, and frustratingly unlucky. Like it's a decent corner, but yeah, you you hit the nail on the head. Beerus has to be a bit stronger there. You know, Hooper really didn't foul him. I, I didn't sat on think him. it was. Yeah, he just <laughs> he lent on him. He lent on him, but you can't go down under that. No, you can't. Um, and um, so it seemed like Kai Rolls didn't realise till the last minute that the ball was going to be his, and so he makes the header, but he heads it straight into Marco, who's pretty much ignorant of the, what's going on. He heads it straight into him and, Wasn't and his fault, yeah. just comes off him and then Hooper scores from one foot, which is probably the only place he could swing his large leg <laughs> <laughs> hard enough to actually get the ball across the line. Um, so it's just a little bit scrappy and unlucky and crappy and yeah. generally annoying. And, I mean, you know, <laughs> we, we did well to come back into it, even though we capitalised on their mistake. But, yeah, like I said before, we, we had plenty of the ball, plenty more chances than what I thought we did being there on the weekend. I don't know. There was a few distractions in the crowd, which we may or we may not get into. But, um, yeah, it was it was just – it was weird. You know, I thought the the substitutes we made, they sort of all had an impact. They were creating chances. Hatch was okay. Um, has no right foot, which is why he couldn't shoot <sighs> on that one chance that he uh, ran into the box. He's very left foot dominant. Oh, if, yeah. If that's the one thing you have to probably be critical of him is that do some uh, right foot ball work like against a brick wall or something for <laughs> you know for a couple of hours a day. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, if you look at their second goal, I, I don't know if I've said this too much on the pod, but definitely in our group chat and uh, at the games when we're discussing things, Mark Birrigidi and his distribution leads directly to that goal. We have the ball at the back. We're knocking it around. Nice and nice and easy. Ball goes to Birrigidi. Ruan's probably 15 feet to his right. Easy pass. Instead, we decide to go long to Nisbet, which number one is not – can we stop? Not please? the best target man. Stop it. We decide to go long to Nisbet. He makes the run for a ball that should be in over the top and in behind. Ball goes nowhere near there, gets held up in the wind, I think, or it's just a bad ball from Birrigidi. A completely, completely wrong decision to make anyway. Ball is easily intercepted by McGarry. One pass, another pass, then the ball's in the back of the net. So, you know, you can probably critique a few players in the lead up, but I don't I don't really know. It's just it puts us sometimes his distribution puts us under pressure when it's not needed and that led directly to that goal. I don't I don't really think you can blame any of the defenders as the ball came through because they had no time to react. I think you know, probably Farrell did what he could. He got something on it which probably didn't help in the end, but what do you do? And, I, you know, then I think sort of Ruan's goes to reach for it and I think that's when he actually injured himself. Yeah. But and I, I put that goal down to Birgitte. Yeah, and oh, I don't know whether or not I can blame him for the goal because we got – again, we, he gets that little bit of blame for losing the ball there. But, um, the, again, there's a, so much sort of flukiness about how that happens. Yeah, the, you're right. The shot is from so far out. It just catches um, uh, Jacob Farrell on the heel – so it gets this spin on it and start, it's starting outside the post or on the post maybe and it just ma- you know, manages to spin its way around Beerus who leaves it. In that space, I feel like Ruan had to be in that space, but you're right, mm. we had just been turned around unexpectedly and shouldn't have been and so Ruan couldn't make it back there. Beerus was leaving it, not for Ruan, I think he thought it was going to miss and it mm. just sort of spun its way off um, Faz's heel and ended up off the post and into the goal. So it was like... Yuck, yeah, another and, one of those. And look, I like 
most other people love Birrigiddy, even after he blocked me on Twitter, but then he unblocked me, so that, so that was good. But if there's one thing in his game that I don't like, it's his general distribution from the feet. And he, he we lose the ball a lot because of it. And there, there's one last week that comes to mind when we had a free kick out near the sideline and he kicked it straight out. Yeah. Is this where we need it happens often to make that target? For that, those kind of balls because it's just seemingly unnecessary. But, yeah, you can't be floating anything up to Niz. It's just yeah. it's just very low percentage to try and do that at that point in yeah. the game. Credit where credit's due. Like, he made a couple of amazing saves. The like, penalty save was incredible. Yeah. Shot, that the, was a great save. Exactly. Like, yeah. And the free kick before that, whether it was on the post or not, mm. then Beres was at that. So, yep. you know, I, I can't knock him for the shot. He played very well last week too. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we love him. You're, you're spot on. But there's no need for us really to lose that ball and we should be making enough options for him to not have to go long to Nears. Mm. It almost felt like Wellington put themselves off with the uh, what was happening before the penalty. It was uh, was it Piscopo and who yeah. took the penalty? There was a bit of a discussion uh, there Wayne. of ben Wayne. who was going to take the penalty and I think that definitely played into our favour and Beerus' favour for saving the pen. Piscopo was not happy. And um, it was still a pretty good pen for me. It, w- it was low, it was hard, it wasn't right in the corner. But, I mean, Beerus still had to get there and he, mm. he sort of he only just really got enough, a strong enough hand to it to sort of get it away. So mm. it was a great save. But, yeah, I, it's it's always a weird look when you've got players arguing over a penalty because normally Gary Hooper is the one to take the penalties. And I saw Ufutale say that they, they don't really put the onus on anybody else because it's all about how, sort of like how they feel during the game and apparently Ben Wayne wanted it and so did Piscopo, but he didn't get his way. And then when he got subbed, he, he was mouthing off at uh, Ufotale and the assistant and didn't, oh, that'll go down didn't well. even offer a hand out to, you know, for a handshake. And, um, yes, yeah, so that, that was a – I reckon that probably got into Ben Wayne's head. <laughs> those, those were our luckiest moments in the game though because, you know, the pen was a pen and uh, we don't want to be making that mistake for starters. But uh, making the save was good. But they didn't have any follow-through there and I think that's probably because they were busy being whiny silks. Um, so no, so nobody went, Fair. you know, so Lewis was the first one there from memory and he just ca- casually puts it out over the sideline. They should have had more at that. Um, the mistake itself, you know, benefit of the doubt as to whether or not Kai actually, uh, is sort of blindsided by this guy who's not in the corner of his vision at the time that he goes for that ball. But I feel like it was just a rough mistake. Um, it was, it was smart play to win the penalty. Mm. Yeah, definitely. But, um, it was poor play from Rousey as well. It was, yeah. Like, you know, he, he made the mistake and he, he would fess up for that. Yeah. Um, I, I think our back, it's, sort of, it's hard to say our whole back four had a rough day because I think Jacob was okay, not as good as last week. Um, Storm was like, he was... What did you, you think know, about his combination with Nizzy on the right? Again, he was all right. There was... Oh, Storm was okay. Storm was okay. Yeah. He gave the way ball a couple of times. I think that combination with Nisbet is starting to look a little bit good. Looks all right. Yeah. Like I said last week, I think... When, when Storm's on going forward, he's a good footballer. Mm. And I think we'll get more out of him going forward than what we will defensively this season. It's just how Monty wants his fullbacks to, play. to use him. Does he mm. want to be a defender first or does he want to be an attacker first? Mm. So that's what he has to try and weigh up for that right fullback position. Because when Lewis Miller come on, I thought Lewis Miller was good. He had... Pretty good energy, put in a couple of good balls, a few more good combinations with Nisbet. So You're saying he's bulked up? Just, just a little. Um, you know, I, I think he that combination with Niz also looks good. So I think there's a little bit of a headache there. But I, I think at this stage, I think over 70, sort of like 70 or 80 minutes, Storm's still our starting right back. But I think our two centre-backs had, you know, just a bit of a off day. 
bad day at the office from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ruan, you know, maybe played on a bit after the injury and, and that made it look a bit, you know, difficult for him. Mm. Um, Rousey made the mistake. Really, it's a mistake not getting that header. To be, that, that header for the first goal has to be a high header away, not into Marco like that. Mm. So, you know, he made those mistakes. So you're right. But there was other things to like about us, like uh, Cy Goddard. He's that gonna, was he's the gonna first thing good. I was going to mention. He's going to turn a lot of players inside out. Yeah. yeah and, and he's then going to put in those crosses that are good crosses. I like the look of those crosses. So, you know, if we can figure out how to get on those, then, yeah, it's going to be good. Mine the frustration was we didn't use him enough. Mm. We seem yeah, to be agree. focused on the right a lot, especially yeah. in the first half. We were coming down where we were in the yeah. corner, a which lot. is fine because that's where Nisbet is, and we all love Nisbet. But I, I thought when when Sai got on the ball, I thought he looked really good, mm. and he looked really dangerous. And there, there was one point there in the first half when he had acres and acres of space, and we just it was like we were trying not to pass it to him. Like you know, we 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 don't want to become too predictable. Two very good feet on him too. Yeah, very. he whipped in. A couple of balls with his right foot and then in late on in the first half absolutely piled one in with his left foot and I thought, hang on. <laughs> he's both. Well he's he's properly get you can a man, use both feet. Get you a man who can do both. <laughs> exactly. He, t- he told you that that was what he was about, didn't he? He did. Yeah. So, he said that exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, fair call. He's got that. Yeah. So. You know, and yeah, you know, I think you're right. There was you know, there were sort of other positives there. You know, I thought Marco was good. Obviously popped up with the goal. Um looks, you know, sort of pretty dangerous a few other times as well. I thought Maxi Ballard was good again. Mm, um, big shout out, I think, to Harry Steele. I thought, again, off the bench was really, really good. When at that point in the game, when the game was starting to open up, as we were obviously trying to push to get the equaliser, sort of left us a little bit sort of vulnerable um, on the counter. He was really, really good. I, I think he's he's not pressing for a starting spot yet, but when you know he's he'll be keeping Maxi Ballard on his toes I think keeping um, very honest yeah. yeah and I think he would be a great replacement if we needed one there in the midfield he's, another academy product another local boy done good and yeah he's he's been great with his two cameos off the bench um but yeah you know there was still enough positives to come out of the game that it's not the end of the world just yeah. a bit of a frustrating off day you know conditions were bad did we go down on the day or the or the night before the players Players, uh, night before. Night before, yeah. So, you know, even though they went down the night before, it's still, still a couple of hours in a bus and, you know, it's, I don't know. Tough conditions to back up yeah. after the last two weeks as well. Yeah. Uh, heavy track in Mudgee, heavy, heavy track at Newcastle last weekend. Yeah. And then another one this weekend. Yeah. Speaking of frustrating, I am so fucking sick of Sestirio scoring against us. <laughs> oh my God. How annoying oh, no. is it? Stop oh, that Mike. already. He was doing it at the Wanderers when like, we had that period obviously when we were not very good and he was scoring and then he's now it's even when we're good now he's still scoring it's so annoying he just keeps on popping up i don't yeah. even rate him i oh, know yeah. is it rude that Does i think do that i want else? a decent player to score against <laughs> 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 and, and not off faz's heel either like yeah. seriously yeah, it was give a fluky goal too give yeah, me a break. he's got at least he's five goals i think against us oh. four or five and yeah. he probably got oh. against the rest of the leagues probably like two yeah it's yeah. super annoying um Especially you know, the way he spells his first name, <laughs> disgrace. That annoys you very much, I know. Very. Um, and, you know, I think we are missing Matty Simon. Yeah, I think he's I definitely... Think, like we said before, you know, I think Sakanas can put on a much better display than what he did on the weekend, but we probably didn't utilise him, you know, sort of like how we should. And I think another huge miss is probably Ancololo. After last week, I thought he was mm. great. And as good as, you know, Sai was on the weekend, Benny was looked super dangerous against the Jets. Um, so we haven't heard anything about... Mm his ankle injury since um, it happened. But, 
you know, we've got a couple of those sort of little niggly injuries in the squad. Um, and obviously Nikolai Muller, obviously, mm-hmm. like another one to come back in, who he comes in for, how that all happens. Well, I have no idea. I'm glad I'm not Monty. Um, but there's enough positives to come out of the weekend that it's, yeah. Is it's, it just a blip on the radar? Round two. Yeah, it's round two. We'll be sweet. I feel like there was a little bit of frustration there in the end that we weren't able to capitalise on some of our opportunities. Definitely. To, to me, Ollie um, didn't need to take at least one corner that he came over and took and that just sort of felt like we're really desperate to make something happen because... Outside of free kicks, can we make it that he's not allowed to shoot anymore? Oh, God, he was pulling the trigger every opportunity he got, didn't he? <laughs> True, Somebody said this on the forum, and I apologise uh, for not catching the name, but he's super conservative in possession and, like, he'll play it backwards and not play the risky ball, but as soon as he has half a sniff, <laughs> he'll just try and shoot and it goes into row Z more times than not, except if it's a free kick. Oh, yeah. the free kicks. The free kicks are pretty close. Yes, thank you. More of those. But no more <laughs> shots during general play, please. Yeah. And I don't think he uh, – like, I think he doesn't need to be going out there to take the corners. I'm not sure what we were missing in those moments, but – I think yeah. Moresh took one corner when he come on and it didn't really beat the first man, but then we had the same issue with Ollie. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I think we saw last week Saigorad's corners were really good. Uh, I think he was off the pitch by the time we had those last few corners when we were sort of really putting the pressure on. So, um, but yeah, you know, subs, you know, they were okay. We we made enough chances in that last, you know, sort of 15 or so minutes that um, Marish we, had a good chance, I remember. Yeah, we well, probably he, should have got a point out he, of it. Yeah, and he had a good moment where he beat his man just at the edge of the six-yard box on the left-hand side and managed to get a ball that seemed impossible into Marco, who somehow turned and got the shot away, and it was a great save by that key, keeper. Sale, yeah. Um, but probably yeah, Sale also had a good game. Yeah. He did mm-hmm. have That's a good game. Very good keeper. Yeah, we'll be okay, I think. Yeah, we'll be sweet. Three, two, ones. Tony... Three points. Oh, 100%. He gets my six. Yeah. <laughs> Just give him all five. Um, <laughs> can we can we sign him for Central Coast Stadium? Is that possible? <laughs> Please. All right. Let's, um, let's talk about that very briefly, actually. So Tony was one of the security guards on the day. He was a main security guard who was hanging around the away bay. Yes. Um, and uh, very, very solid Islander fella. Lovely, lovely guy. Um, but there was a there was a Wellington fan uh, who was a Bay Across who was was he a Wellington fan? Uh, he was, was he or was he just some? He just, he just he seemed he like a local that had had a few too many beers and wanted to stay. He some shit. definitely seemed like a local. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, what are you know, I, I do apologise straight away to the good folk of Wollongong, but yes. um, <laughs> it was a chant that went up. Um, about missing teeth or something like that. And uh, lo and behold, old mate takes his four front teeth out. <laughs> that is asking for it. <laughs> and he got it. <laughs> he got it. Oh, he got it. I mean, he, <laughs> but he, he also took the result with him. Yeah, yeah, he did. But uh, he um, created a bit of a situation for himself that probably wasn't wise. Um, but Tony, <laughs> Tony managed to sort of placate the situation by saying, you know, everyone calm down. I've taken shits bigger than this fellow before. Just <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> I was pretty convinced he was a goose. So once the teeth came out, I've never seen a goose with teeth. So that clearly means he was a goose. Oh, uh, yeah. All right, three, two, one. Uh, I'll give my three to Marco. Uh, two, two to Maxi. Uh, and I'll give one to Harry Steele, I think. Really impressed with how how he performed off the bench. I'm going with Luke on uh, the three. The three goes to Marco, despite having the assist at the wrong end. (laughs) 
<laughs> and uh, even though uh, that moment for the first goal was um, crappy and his distribution rightly was not beautiful uh, in that moment for the second goal, then I thought Beer has done enough in the saves department to um, get my two points. And I'm going with you, Luke, because Steele has come on now and given us Steele <laughs> in the midfield and uh, enthusiasm. The headline writes itself, to be honest. Got him, yeah, it does. And he's, he just gets himself on the ball. He's solid on it. He makes good passes. Um, we're not wasting time on the ball in that space, which we don't want to. So, yeah, one point to him. Okay, I'm I'm kind of surprised. Uh, he didn't he, he didn't get a lot of the ball as we mentioned, but I'm I'm almost gonna I'm almost I'm gonna give my three to Sai. I thought every time he was on the ball, he was dangerous. I think we need to use him as an option on the left way more than we did, rather than focusing on the right. Um, two, I agree. Two for Marco. And I'll give my one to Niz because every time Niz was on the ball, he was dangerous as usual. And because you love him. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Consistent. Agree my three for Marco. Uh, I'm going two for Niz and uh, one for Beerus for predominantly the penalty save. <laughs> So joining us this afternoon on the Coast Football Ramble podcast, we have the latest Mariners starlet, and of course it is Jacob Farrell. Faz, how you doing? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Wait, thanks for joining us. Absolute pleasure. Uh, we are so keen to have you along with us this afternoon. First question, we'll kick things off with a couple of rapid-fire questions, as we always do here on the Ramble. Firstly, who's better, Lionel Messi or Matt Simon? Oh, it's got to be Matt Simon. Nice. <laughs> he knows, yeah. He's good been indoctrinated answer. already. <laughs> good, good. Perfect. Secondly, do you keep your sauce in the fridge or in the cupboard? Oh, fridge. No. Yes. 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 He's yeah, on fridge. fire. He's on fire. I was just starting to like you, mate. <laughs> Here's one from two. <laughs> Don't worry if he doesn't like you. I like you, Jake. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So how was last week uh, for yourself to score in your A-League debut? Uh, how was it scoring... Um, in front of the away fans in an F3 derby. Yeah, it was a good week, you know. Got my first start. I was really happy with that. But, um, yeah, the goal just topped it off as well. Got to celebrate in front of all, all the travelling fans, which was amazing. And, yeah, good three points. So it was great, great weekend. What did you think of your own performance in general? Did you get some good feedback from Monty? Because I think um, sort of from a fan's perspective, you were very, very good. Yeah, yeah. I thought I played pretty good, Monty. Monty, um, Obviously, had a few things he wanted to correct on what I did wrong, which helped a lot. So, um, yeah, just learn a bit from Monty and try to do a bit better this weekend against um, Wellington. So, yeah. It was one of those things um, that uh, in the first half, I think it was, when uh, you had a little opportunity for a header and it didn't really come off the head quite as quickly as you might have liked, but then in the second half, boom! <laughs> was that one of those things that Monty was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Monty had a chat with me at halftime about that, so he, um, I made sure I didn't, you know, make any more mistakes in that second one. I don't know if it was a mistake, but, <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah. No mistakes, but, we, yeah. but we could see the difference, put it that way. Getting nosebleeds <laughs> yeah. up top. <laughs> yeah, um, Monty um, had a chat with me, told me I need to connect better, and I wasn't really expecting it until, you know, last second when I quickly got in there and 
got in the right place at the right time, I guess. See, I told you, boys. I told you he was. He was. He's. He's got the man. He's got the back post, man. He's got that statue <laughs> in front of him. He doesn't actually expect the ball, but but Sai sends it in there, and it is so yeah. good that it's in the spot, and he just strikes at it and smashes it. Luckily, the net was there to stop <laughs> it from going all the way to Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love that jet zonal marking, don't we? You had a free run to it. So, um, have you have you had any experience as a as a fan in the stands before you were part of the action? Uh, do you have like a favourite Mariners memory from being on the other side of the fence? Yeah, I grew up watching it, watching the Mariners. Usually, go to every home game when I was a kid. Um, best memory would have been, you know, the grand final win. I was down there with all the supporters in that. Alliance that day, so that was a amazing day, and yeah, that's probably my best memory from the club. You would have been about eight. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty young. Yeah. So you're there with dad and mum, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> great atmosphere. Yeah, that's probably one of my, you know, best memories of the club, and my family's always been a supporter. So yeah, it's great to finally be able to be out there on the pitch. What do the uh, what do the fam think about uh, you debuting in the A League? Are they very proud of you? And how 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 do they yeah. think you played? Yeah, they were very happy. You know, um, they were um, yeah happy that I got my start, and even happier that I got the goal. So awesome to make them happy, and hopefully make them proud. So it uh, it looks like you're playing with confidence, and uh, I, I'm just intrigued to know whether or not that confidence is helped by the fact that you're literally surrounded by other academy prospects, blokes you've probably played um, at the next level down um, in your youth um, with. How is it to be um, making your debut and you've got the likes of Niz and Maxi Ballard and Dan and Louis and, yeah, that's, that's all the ones I can think of right now. Matty Hatch as well. Matty Hatch, mm. yeah, these boys. What's, what's that like? Yeah. How, how much does that help? Yeah, it helps a lot. You know, I've been growing up playing with these players the last few years, so we've learnt a lot from each other how they play, and you know, we've learnt a lot off the pitch with each other as well. So that really helps uh, with our performances on the pitch. So yeah, it's, it's good playing with boys that you know, and it's really good. So for people that might not know, can you sort of give us your footballing story? I guess from you know, sort of from about fourteen or fifteen years of age. So you know. We all go and watch the NPL play. We obviously saw you come through in the last sort of season or so, but what was sort of your path uh, into the academy and sort of into the NPL first team prior to that? Yeah, um, started local football at Wyoming FC, the Tigers. So played there from about under fives up to 11s. Then I joined the academy in, in the 12s, under 12s, and was there, all, you know, the whole way through from under 12s all the way to NPL. I... Um, I think 2019, I was my first year in the first grade in MPL. So, and yeah, it's gone on from there. When did you when did you sort of start to get a bit of an inkling that you know you you were maybe on the cards to either get a scholarship or a contract or you know was sort of when did those sort of conversations start? Uh, I think it started you know probably mid preseason. I um I feel like I was doing pretty well in the preseason training and. He pulled me aside and told me I've got, you know, every chance to to get a scholar or a contract if I just keep working hard. So, yeah, probably around mid-preseason is when it all came, you know, reality. So you played under Monty in the in the academy setup. What's it been like sort of coming up to the A-League and you've worked with Monty so you sort of know what he expects from you and how's that been? Yeah, it's, you know, it makes it a lot easier when you, you're playing with a coach that you've worked with for a while. He's, um, he knows how I play and he... 
he knows what to expect from me and he's seen me play, so that makes it a lot easier. Is he all serious? Like, is he just, you know, totally serious or can you get a laugh out of him? No, you can get a laugh out of him. You know, it's probably, he probably struggles to get a laugh out of me most of the time. It's, you know, <laughs> We've got one opposite. before. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> and another but, one? <laughs> um, yeah. No, he's, you know, he's a funny guy most of the time and he's good to get along with. All right, we've seen uh, your solid defending, and uh, you, you look like you got time on the ball, the ability to dribble around a player. Who would you name as maybe the player who inspired you to play the kind of football that you do? I'm, I'm thinking the likes of Josh Rose. Yeah, that's right, Josh Rose. I love how he played. You know, growing up, um, watching him play is always someone that I wanted to play like and learn from. So Josh Rose, or the likes of you know Andy Robertson from Liverpool, he's one that. I guess every left back wants to be like so. Yeah, one of those two. And and am I totally missing the ball here? Because I do that a lot. Um, is Josh maybe uh, one of the coaches up at the school? Um, yes, I think he was. I'm not sure now, but when I was there early on, he was doing a bit of coaching up there. Yeah, so that's maybe you know, has, has that sort of helped you to sort of want to head in that direction and and model yeah. yourself a bit on that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What did you think of the performance on the weekend? Um, obviously not the result that we wanted, but uh, still a few positives uh, to come out of it. What were sort of your thoughts on the game and sort of Monty's at full time? Yeah, I thought the boys did really well. You know, it was a tough game, tough conditions. Wellington are obviously a really great side, so it was hard playing against them. But, um, yeah, the goals were, you know, pretty lucky goals. You know, you can't can't always get the best, best luck with them. But, um yeah, I thought the boys played well and we have, have a lot of positives to come out going forward to next week. So after after your second game now in the A-League, what's, what's sort of been the biggest difference for you making that step up from the NPL? Because, I mean, from watching you in the NPL, obviously playing against uh, some pretty big boys, you were sort of always pretty physical and, um, you know, you always sort of held your own really well. Have you sort of found that a bit harder or um, have you do you think you've made that step up? Um, you know, sort of pretty comfortably. Yeah, you know, physicality is one. They're um, always in the right place, got the right time, if, if you know what I mean. They're always one step ahead in that sort of department and also the, you always got to be um, tactically switched on, so like defending in the right spots, you know. If you make one little, little mistake, you're going to pay for it. So definitely, definitely those two things. So we have had a couple of uh, fan questions coming across the socials on uh, on Instagram and Facebook this week. Uh, first question that's coming is from a big friend of the show, Noah Smith. Um, Noah <laughs> asks, do you think you're cool for not wearing a headband during the game? Yeah. Well, <laughs> long story, I don't think headband's for me. And if you ask Damo, he definitely thinks, Damo Kennedy definitely thinks it's for me. But yeah, I've never really got around to wearing a headband, but... Maybe next game I might might try it out. Maybe something on the cards for the future. Yeah, right. Next we'll look yeah, for that. I must say, I, <laughs> this was one of the main questions I wanted for you. For, for <laughs> out of all the footballing stuff, you know, you rise through the academy. This was the one that I thought, why is he not wearing a headband? <laughs> <laughs> Surely it's annoying. <laughs> And yeah. um, speaking of speaking of demo, actually, uh, Matt Hatch and Harry Steele have both written into the uh, into the show as well this week. They've asked, "How is Damo as a roommate? What's it like rooming with him on away trips?" Oh, it's um, oh, don't get me started. On <laughs> Gets up to in the room, you know. He's always on the phone to different people, and yeah, he's, we've got plenty of time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not the you know the most ideal for me, but yeah, it is what it is. 
no sleep because the phone's going. Bzz, bzz, yeah, bzz, that's bzz. right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's he's, good. he's good. Ah, he's that's right. perfect. Ah, excellent. Great stuff. Great stuff, Faz. Well, Faz, thanks once again so much for uh, for taking the time and joining us on the uh, on the ramble this afternoon, mate. It has been an absolute pleasure having you uh, on the phone with us. And um, are you making the trip down to the Gong this week as well? I'm not sure yet. We'll find out tomorrow at training, but fingers crossed I get down there. Yeah, be good to see you go around again. Hopefully, uh, hopefully a good result down there on Wednesday evening. Best of luck, lad. Yeah, We're loving watching Thank you play. You. So, um, yeah, keep enjoying it and, uh, yeah, keep playing the way you're doing and uh, it's all going to fall into place. Loving it. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Faz. Thanks, Take care, you, mate. You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Look at this. Look at this. Look at it. 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 Let's look ahead to this Wednesday, of course, as we take on the Wollongong Wolves, travelling once again down to Wollongong uh, for the round of 16 of the FFA Cup. Kickoff is at 7.30pm. Um, pretty interesting test this one for us, lads. Yeah. Good chance um, to bounce back pretty quick. Down to the second home. You mean for um, our football team? A test for our football team or is it a test for us? Because this is what, our fourth out of five in three weeks in long distant locations? Racking <laughs> racking up the kilometres. I think af- after Wednesday, it will be probably close to about 1,500 kilometres that we have driven mm. uh, for away games. Josh and I, think- and I calculated uh, by the end of this Penwith thing, it'll be possibly 20 hours of travel. Yeah, and I, I think... The four of us have the things we all do done it team. in one way or another, and there's obviously a lot more people uh, that have made all of the trips as well. So I big think I may shout have, out to everyone. I think I might have butchered my three Fs of life. It's supposed to be family, football, and fishing, but it may have been football, family, and fishing. Just put I've it got out there. football, what football, football. <laughs> yes, well, it's the five Fs of the last three weeks. <laughs> but there was a game, and we're going to have a game. So, sorry. Yeah, good way to bounce back. Good that there's lots of football happening. Um, Big test against Wollongong, good side, coached by Luke Wilkshire, a couple of former, former Mariners in there floating around. Um, yeah, I mean, it's and it's it's hard to gauge because, you know, they, they're in their off-season, so they are a good side as of late in the NPL, but the off-season is quite long in the NPL as well, like it is in the A-League, you know, they've all got their buddy day jobs to get to and all that sort of stuff. So their preparation, um, you know, would have started by now because when does the season start in March for the NPL? Yeah. March? Yeah. yeah. So there's, there's still a fair way out. So um, Sand June running. Yeah. All of the fun stuff that comes with very uh, early pre-season, they will be mm. in. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, another big ask for us to back up. Um, short I, turnaround for us. Short turnaround. I'm going to assume we're going to go down on the day. It'll be interesting to see if Ruan is up. I'm going to doubt it and say that we probably start Dan Hall. If he's not 100%, Monty won't start him. Yeah. Surely. I was going to say gonna early. It's going to be the same sort of thing as we saw against Blacktown in the Cup. Monty's very adamant that if players aren't 100%, especially for the Cup games, yeah. they won't start. Yeah, so I would probably say we see Dan Hall in there next to Kai. Yeah. Um, Hall Bay in. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. It's hard to know what to expect, but we should get the chocolates, you would think. I'm not taking anything for granted at all, um, you know, in spite of Wollongong's maybe mixed, maybe indifferent season in the in the sort of shortened, abandoned NPL one season. I think they were about seventh um, by the time the league got called off. They had a They won it the season difference. before, didn't they? They – I'm not sure if they won it. Um, well, they came, they came – they got the premiership. 
first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not they the fin- grand final. They finished top yeah. a couple of years ago, yeah. and I think they lost the grandy to Arpia. Yeah. Um, this is going back a couple of years now. Yeah. Um, yeah, last season, by the time the season was called off, they were in seventh place. Still questions about them defensively, I think. Um, but, you know, going forward, they got players like Leroy Jennings, who is super powerful, yep. super quick, can score goals. Um, Lachlan Scott was there. I'm not sure if he's still there as well. But, um, they, gee, they look dangerous against uh, Mount Druitt in their round of 32 game. Bilal. Bilal's there. Yep. He's there. Former Academy. Josh McDonald. Josh McDonald Josh as McDonald, well. That's right. Yep. Former Mariner. It's more and more of these FFA Cup games end up being uh, former Mariner Derby. Yeah, former Mariner derbies. They'll have heaps to prove. And, uh, you know, Monty, They want to use this as a stepping stone as well because, you know, there's obviously been a lot of talk about expansion recently. Um, I'm not sure what ticket prices or anything like that are sort of looking like, but I'm sure they'll be doing everything they can to get a good crowd in there. Um, and oh, they'll pack it out. Yeah, they're yeah. likely to, and to show us, themselves. Which, hmm. Yeah, and to unusual. prove themselves that you know they do deserve a spot in the league, which I think that they do, um, but not on Wednesday. No, and I think we can do the job, but they were good against um, Mount Druitt, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, yeah. and um, we don't want to see any more of those cracking shots or cracks from Bilal, Belcaddy, mm. <laughs> and um, <laughs> any other, <laughs> any other, any other similar things. Um, but yeah, I think we'll be good enough, but it won't be any easy game. It won't be a walk in the park. We won't have that sort of fan dominance that was all over the coverage on on uh, the weekend for us. So. Uh, but it'll be good times, that's for sure. I think if we can get around the outside of their fullbacks, I think players like Sai and, and Benny, if he's back, if not, then Nizzi. I think players like that will have a field day, but maybe Moreshe, um, if he if he gets a start, we might see more minutes from him. He got, what, half an hour at the weekend, so. And boys, is that Dan Hall chance? <laughs> well, huh? that's right, yeah, <laughs> yep. We spoke about that walking out of the game on the weekend, didn't we, because we – Mentioned that last week, and my answer was for him to leave, um, which didn't go down well. Wrong answer. But, Wrong answer. <laughs> uh, yeah, Moz, you were right. You know, this this could possibly be his chance. Obviously, it looks like Ruan has come down with an injury, and yeah, like we said, he won't be risked if he's not hundred mm-hmm. percent. Dan comes in if he plays well, could very well start against Macarthur on the weekend too. That's so. true. Yeah. Can't say we weren't dominant in those moments after he came on it, it, as well. So you mm. know, he filled that spot. You know, perfectly. Thanks. Yep. Predictions, Luke. I want to say two nil to us, but not easy done. Hmm. Josh, three one Mariner. What? Two nil Mariner. Peter, two one Mariner after extra time. Ooh, oh! Imagine oh. if we get bonus footy, we're going to drive back. Is there even 40? extra time? Do we have extra time? Like I'm pretty sure they do. It's extra not time. straight to penalties or anything like that. It, is it should be extra time if it's the same as the Perth victory game. Yeah, but yeah. that was a playoff game. Surely they're still extra. Surely they keep it the same the whole way through. Yeah, surely. Yeah, yeah. two one after, two one after extra time. God, I hope there's not extra time. I've got to drive back. <laughs> it's going to be That'll late. Be a nine thirty, ten, ten thirty, quarter to eleven finish if it's extra time. Eleven thirty if there's pens. <laughs> Crikey! Don't think How I'm. How long sta- is this game going? Don't think I'm starting early on Thursday, boss. No, nah. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be eleven thirty if it's pens. Probably be, uh, be a loose nine thirty sign on on uh, Thursday morning. <laughs> a loose nine thirty sign on. Is that a Pete Pryor nine thirty sign on? <laughs> 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 hey guys, I'll be there at 5.30 <laughs> You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast It's bad, but it's real, it's fucked 
All right, it is that time of the week, of course, where we answer your questions. And well, thank you so much once again for all the submissions across the socials this week Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the CCMfans.net forum. We have had a lot of them come in once again, so we'll do our best to get to as many of them as possible. Kicking off this week with Stephen Bolger. Stephen asks Ruan seems a little off. He doesn't seem to have had the same influence as last year. Should we be giving Dan Hall a run to kick Ruan back into gear? I think we're about to find out. Mm. Uh, it seems as if Ruan's maybe picked up a, an injury, so Dan coming in is a yeah. no-brainer. Yeah, look, I thought Ruan was great last week against Newcastle, uh, but he wasn't great on the weekend. So, you know, plenty of players have good and bad games, but this will be – it's looking likely to be Hall's big chance uh, on – Wednesday night. So. And of course we love that. Of course yeah. we love that. So momentum. Can he do a job? Absolutely he can. I mean, remember last year when we was making Sydney look average and all that sort of thing. So, yeah. yes, yes, looking forward to it. I think um, Ruan had a sensational game against the Jets. He's, he was definitely off on the weekend. It wasn't himself, but um, I think, you know, one game is not enough. If, if Ruan was fit... I think one game is not enough or one poor game is not enough to, to drop him um, based on that. So, yeah, great. Uh, but if he is, if he's, if he's, you know, picked up a knock and he's not right for Wednesday, absolutely Hall should be playing. Yeah. And it did look like he did pick up a knock, um, came yeah. off early. So, you know, it, and this short turnaround is going to make it difficult for a player in that 100%. situation to recover. So, and, you know, I don't think we'll lose anything. Is Ruan still the first choice? If he's 100%, 100% he is. But, yeah. um, but, Good opportunity for Dan could happen. 100%. Absolutely. Scotty McGee, do you guys feel like in the first two games, it's got to be another case of make the chances but can't put them away? Also, do we have any idea how far away Muller is? Uh, keep up the great pod, guys. Love it. Thank you, Scotty. Love you too. We haven't heard anything about Muller. Um, uh, I do. you have. Yes. Um, possibly available for Sydney at home. Uh, Third game from now. Very likely for the Wanderers home game. So the game after. How's the timing on that? Um, yeah, okay. Where does Fair he enough. come in? Where Fair does enough. he fit into the that is a, starting eleven? A question for another day because I have no idea. But another case of making the chances and can't pull them away. Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, what do we get out of Matty Simon last season? Ten goals. Mm. Um, if we get that again from him, which I don't think we will, if I'm totally honest. He's starting behind um, the eight ball if he's going to be out for the first six or seven rounds. 100%, yep. So, um, and you know, Marco, as incredible as he is, is Izzy a 15, 15 goal a season? He's, you know, is he's, he's, he that sort of a player? I don't really know. He's sort of the assist. I don't think he's a point man. No, he'll probably come up with, you know, probably 10 assists or so and mm. he'll maybe get, I think... What did he get last season? Six? Six or seven. Six or seven. Yeah, I think we'll probably see roughly the same from him. He'll obviously be hoping for more, so hopefully we do get that. But I think we will – yeah, we it, like on the weekend, we will create plenty and we will also miss plenty. That is just how we are at the moment until we get a proper dedicated number nine who's going to be a 15-plus goal scorer a season. That's how it's going to be. I feel I like we've said that so <laughs> many times 100%. on this podcast over yeah. the years. Yeah. But I think we have it in us. So, you know, like um, Sakenis, for instance, I'm not sure that he's going to be, you know, 10 goals, but what he will do is he will score 
and uh, he will struggle to make that consistent. And that is, you know, what young players do. But there's only one way to, you know, get him into that consistent sort of groove and that is to get him out there and doing it. And I think he'll improve from the weekend. So, yeah, I, I do think that it'll be tough for us, especially while we have injured players. But um, it is nice to know that we will have Matty and we will have Muller at some stage to fill in some of those gaps and uh, we will pr- probably get good service to these guys as well. So, And I suspect uh, with Sakanis, for example, at the front that we will get better at servicing him the way he needs to be serviced. So, so yeah, no, I, I, yeah we, we probably will um, not finish our ch- all of our chances, but we made quite a few on the weekend. Mm. So probably enough to win the game. Keenan Jensen asks, if Muller is fit, does he go straight into the starting lineup? God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No, it'll all be performance pending. If we lose every game between now and by the time we think he's going to come back at the mm. Wanderers, mm. Um, then yeah, probably. Uh, who for? I'm still not really you sure. You can't drop Cy based on his performance of last weekend. I yeah. think it'd be hard to drop Benny based on his performance against the Jets yeah. when he comes back. Yeah, it's still way too hard to tell. So, you know, I think it'll be all depending on the performances between now and then. If we win every single game, then no, he doesn't come straight back in. Mm. Do you guys believe that we're playing the right shape with two holding midfielders? Yep. Works for me. I'd like to have two defensive midfielders. You have one that does... One that does sort of some of the dirty work and then sort of another one that can do some of the dirty work but then also help going forward, which I think that's sort of what we, we have a good mixture. I think it's a decent that. balance with Boz and Ballard there. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I think I think, I think think Maxi has a good pass on him, and he, but he's also good for the dirty work. Mm. And then I think Boz, you know, is good at setting up some attacks. Boz is good um, at football. Yeah, yeah, just stop shooting. Mm, does. <laughs> and I think, I think we'll get... We'll free that up a little bit as the season goes and we gain confidence and Monty gains confidence, then he'll allow that to free up a little bit. So, you know, there'll be less of that um, double grunt work and a little bit more of the one in the grunt and the other one you know, getting forward and getting some good um, play happening. So I like it without the ball too, having the two defensive midfielders. It, it just works when you're trying to screen the opposition and sort of cut off all the passing lanes. I like to have the two there. That good four block there in the centre of the defence is good. Yeah. Mick Komet uh, has a question for us this week. Do people with no teeth make better supporters? Apparently. Apparently they, they make more noise too, apparently. What was it I was saying about geese? <laughs> <laughs> they don't have teeth, do they? So I've never seen any geese at the football games. So, well, actually, I've seen a lot of gooses seen, at, yeah, at football games. You're the gooses. <laughs> You're the gooses. Um, but, but yes. Good old Eggy Glasgow asks, with the season only just getting underway, is January still transfer time or do you guys know if the window will actually be later due to the late start in the comp? I think the window is still in January, isn't it? Yeah, well, the window sure, doesn't yeah. go around the comp. Does I think, is it? FIFA window? It's, yeah, it's, I think it's a FIFA window. Yeah, as, as far as I know. So, Are we bracing to lose a few of our boys when that window does open? Yes. No. Hey. Yes. No. Hey. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> really exciting ping pong match. Just stand off here. here. <laughs> they, do, they don't want to go. They want to stay here until your, Carlos Vela gets here. Your no is hopeful. My yes is most likely. Yes, well, <laughs> there are a couple if they continue on the same trajectory, trajectory. that there could be problems. Mm. Mm. Shh. Eddie Masuskiewicz asks, are we missing Simo more than we realise playing up top with Orenia? I think we might have touched yeah. on that very briefly. Yeah, I yep. think we are. Yeah, we, we, I think it's been pretty noticeable in the first two games that we're not holding the ball up mm. as much. And as 
good as Marco is with his back to goal, that's sort of not where I would like him. That's I don't want him to drop too deep, yeah. even though he is good at it. But I want him to be high up enough so he can be playing those through balls into Nisbet and you know two use of Kenneth's when it works. And um, yeah, I think Maddie's the perfect hold up man, and we're definitely missing that. But the challenge is how do we how do we navigate that when he's not here? Because very likely this will be his last season, and we don't want to have the Tim Cahill effect on us <laughs> and uh, constantly relying on the same way to, you know, get the ball up to Matty, have him hold it off, have him play it up, and then we move up and then we whip it across. We don't want to we don't want to fall to that, so we need to work out another way around it. But I don't think there's any shame in still, you know, feeling like we do miss that. I mean, he's got some statistics, Pete. Do uh, you know anything about his statistics? He's a- I've just brought this one up and had a look into this one. Turns out he is actually the Mariners' all-time leading goal scorer and seven-time Golden Boot winner and one-time Mariners medalist. He's also the scorer of the latest A-League goal in regular season history as well. Told you he had some stats, so there's no shame in, you know, still having some level of reliance on somebody with a mountain of statistics like that. So, yes, thank you. He's also scored the uh, the most substitute or made the most substitute appearances, I should say, in uh, in A-League history. And he's so, a good bloke go. and he's a coastie. So, he's I mean, what, el- what else is there? <laughs> He also tapped the badge when he was playing for Sydney. So, <laughs> Yeah, but you know what? Moresh tapped the badge after two minutes against the Jets. So. Mariners legend. I said that last week. Uh, this do- does tie in with Andy Jennings' question, actually. He asks, is Simon going to continue the rest of the season? The injury doesn't sound good. It takes a bit to uh, make Simo sit out. Is it a neck injury? Bulging disc. Oh. Is it that bad, is it? Didn't know that. I didn't know that either. I'm upset now. Now I'm pissed off. It's not exactly um, a quick or easy recovery. You've from ruined it. my Monday. Um, yeah, no, that's very that's nearly said it was a bulging something else. But. <laughs> <laughs> it is a tricky one. It is a tricky one. <laughs> this podcast is PG. Oh, yes, <laughs> possibly not. But. Uh, I mean, that's yeah, not ideal for a 36. Your old turning 37, is he? Next oh, year, I'll put I a think? disclaimer on that as well. That's what was on the Fox coverage at the Newcastle game. Yeah. So that's that's where that information's come from. I haven't had that directly from the club. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if it is that... Did you say Fox coverage just then? Shit. Oh. <laughs> We're no longer oh, with so Fox. Are we? Old I thought I was high. hearing things then. I thought I was hearing stuff wow. and I was like, hang on. Oh, I'm so sorry to our new overlords at Paramount and CBS. <laughs> <laughs> Even with their dodgy frame rate. (laughs) Anyway. That was user error, surely. (laughs) (laughs) Your bulging disc is uh, never good for Mm. someone of that age in their career. So, Mm. Mm. Surely that's just propaganda. Huh? Watch this space for Maddie to come out of, you know, come off the bench wearing a neck brace and head a couple in. Oh, watch him. Yeah, watch him start on Wednesday night and bag four goals or something. I'm just, I'm just, four laugh- goals, I'm just laughing at the visual of Maddie coming on with a neck brace on. <laughs> coming up for a header with a, with a neck brace on. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Hopefully we'll have some news over the next, uh, next couple of weeks. But um, I think he will continue. And I think uh, once he gets back out there as well, he'll continue that bromance with Oren and uh, go on and get another Mariners golden boot. Start a new bromance with Marisha. Yeah. Don't mind that. Sakenis. Tom Calvert asks, how's James McGarry going after Saturday? Dude absolutely copped it. Wrecked. Well, Gary Hooper copped it more than I was going to say Gary Hooper copped it a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who that idiot was yelling out all that stuff. Um, (laughs) Or who started it. (laughs) When you get a few beers in, then those insults come flying very quickly. 
Must this have been the uh, 6% at the brewery. Ties into a question that we've had from Sean Millicamp on the ccmfans.net forum who asks, who ate all the pies? Definitely Gary Hooper. Um, or it could be directed <laughs> Sorry, at me. I don't know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely it is beyond rumour there were no pies left in the kiosk. No. <laughs> <laughs> FFC Mariner on the forum asks, has Pete Pryor been flattered by the comparisons between him and Brian Blessed? I'm not sure if you guys know who Brian Blessed is or if you've had the chance to look him up, but um, not entirely flattered. <laughs> I hope he's yeah. better than the Weederstone ra- Raider. <laughs> he's probably got about 150 kegs on the Wildstone Raider, I reckon. Yeah, I definitely. <laughs> he's got about 16, the Wildstone Raider. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. Oh, no. Give us a look. Oof. Yeah, less than thrilled. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not saying that at so all. Tell me who was making those comparisons. I just want to talk. <laughs> Mate, definitely that guy with no teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Can that bloke lead a chant? Make announcements at stadiums? Host a podcast. Yeah? You probably yeah. do it all better than I can. Uh, He's just a shit Peter Pryor. <laughs> He's just a shit Peter Pryor. Uh, or am I just a fat Brian Blessed? <laughs> now, moving across to Instagram, Cameron Smith. Did Monty make the wrong subs at the wrong time on the weekend? Sai and Storm Roo were looking threatening. No, I don't think so. I think we've got to remember Sai had, what, uh, a cameo in Blacktown, cameo last week. He's only still probably got... 65-ish Yeah, he's not 100% in. picked up a bit of a bit of a knock in pre-season. So. Yeah, so he's still sort of coming back from that. So I think that sub was fine. Um, I was fine with the Storm sub. So like I said earlier, I think he was he was okay. He got the ball away a few times. But Lewis Miller brings that a bit of extra oomph um, in the last sort of and 15 or so minutes. He did. He We missed that in our earlier discussions, actually. He came on and made a difference. So, yeah, he did. So, no, I think it was good. Did yeah. the exact same against Newcastle as well? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. Lachlan Renton on Instagram asks, favourite Evan Mariners player apart from anyone in this year's team? Favourite ever? Ooh. I think it's hard to go go past Dutchie, isn't it? Paddy Z? Yeah, it's probably Dutchie for me. It's, pro- it's probably very close between him and McBreen. Uh, yeah. I loved McBreen when he was here, obviously for the performances on the pitch, but I just like, I just like him as a person too. Um, you know, never sort of really took himself too seriously, had fun with it and was obviously a pretty handy footballer at that. And also, I will say, quite good on the co-commentary right now with it's Simon good, Hill. He? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gives some that. good insights, mm. does things well. I enjoy listening to him on the co-commentary. There's a couple of others there right now that are not great, but I think McBreen's actually doing a really good job. So, mm. um, I think you've always got to throw Hutch out there as well. Yeah, Hutch is – yeah, it's, it's hard. I, th- I think for me just when I played – I was a fullback, and yeah, when Dutchie was here, he was incredible. So I'll go with him. Oh, my favourite, I've said before, I think in this podcast has been Matty Ryan, but goalkeeper, getting out of the goalkeepers. I'm going to go with Millie Yedinak mm-hmm. in part because when he first played, I will never forget his debut when one of the first actions he did was grab someone who I can't think of right now by the back of the pants, stretching them to at least a metre, <laughs> and I jumped out of my seat and screamed at Laurie to get this imposter off. And we know how that ended. <laughs> Good call, Moz. <laughs> the captain of Australia. Well done. <laughs> uh, my favourite would have to be, it's a toss-up between 
Usain Bolt or <laughs> Woolery Wolf, I think. Uh, oh. Vuko Tomasovic in a very close third there. Um, yeah, Vuko Tomasovic right up there. Wow. All good shouts. Azrabal, <laughs> you got to throw Azrabal out there as well. I'd rather throw Azrabal out of a plane. Malik Mane. Throw him into a scissor kick. Malik Mane. My, uh, my actual favourite would probably, probably be uh, Tommy Pondulak. Mm. Fair. Good call. Yeah. Yes, I will go with that. Can't mm. say no to that. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, Could play. What's our what's our favorite does afterwards? <laughs> what's our favorite banter player? Who's who's a player that just st- legitimately st- Nick out? Merger? Legitimately, hundred percent Nick it's Merger. It's got to be Nick Merger. Like yeah. without a shadow of, I have three Nick Merger jerseys. I don't have many other jerseys, but I have three Nick Merger jerseys. <laughs> And he started so well by endearing himself by breaking Andy Durandy's leg in the yeah. first game we watched him. Yeah, yeah we scored a hat trick in uh, one of the, one of the first preseason games, and Did then you? goes and breaks Dura's leg as well. Yes. And then um, yeah, didn't and, and see him for the rest of the season. Then it was contract season the next season. He's scoring goals for fun, signs a new contract. We don't see him for another two years. So he was Danny De Silva before Danny De Silva. Yes, he's the OG DDS. Yes, but he is responsible. I believe anyway. Just my my Nick personal responsible. Res- yes, not very, but he was responsible for the the start. In the F3 derby mm. started the friction and it was not good. He and uh, he got it. Yep. That's where it came from. One more thing on merger the best um, soccer fives team name ever mm. is merger, merger on, the on the dance, dance floor. floor. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody down here at soccer fives had that, that team good. for years and that's by far and away the best. Uh, and we know what merger thought of dance floor. Too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tore them up. He injured his knee, his knee. One of my favourite <laughs> ever <laughs> chants is that so- is that chant. <laughs> Moving back across to the ccmfans.net forum, uh, Andrew P asks, has Tony been signed as head of security at Central Coast Stadium? I believe it that's number be. one on the agenda for the management rights when we get Transfer those. Transfer, as soon as the transfer window opens, Tony to Mariner. Uh, Dobby asks, will we play a game this season that's not in freezing cold, windy rain? Trying not to swear. God, I hope so. <laughs> I'm sick of the shit weather. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's Wednesday or Sunday. Uh, please. That'd be good. Please. Not sure if you guys heard, but we are in uh, La Nina uh, officially now. So, yeah, well. um, And could we get updates on the injuries to Benny Muller and Marty uh, from Cripple on the ccmfans.forum also mentions that he's disappointed in the lack of updates from the club. I think that's a bit harsh. I think I can see where he's coming from. I I, I know why people want to get updates uh, from the club on that sort of stuff. But I think from the club perspective, it could also be a bit of like a tactical thing. You know, There's not that many clubs out there that, you know, unless it's a season ending injury. Melbourne Victory have started to do weekly, if not, yeah, but they've got Robbie Cruz, so they have to employ someone just for Cruz's <laughs> injury updates. It's Perth either, have just taken over that with Daniel Sturridge. <laughs> like Cruz is out of games with P-Heart syndrome as well, yes. isn't he? <laughs> I, I think I'm pretty sure it's a weekly injury update. They've started because their fans were constantly carrying on recently that they would have no updates. Like I said, a couple of reasons for that. A, they have the money, they can do that. Yeah. And B, they've got Robbie Cruz, they can do they, that. They have other work that they have to do. There's only so long you can type Robbie Cruz is out because he can't be bothered. Um, and the yeah, only time this happens in other yeah. leagues is like in the Premier League, for instance, the only time it happens is when the coaches do their pre-match press conferences. We mm. don't really have pre-match press conferences here. So yeah. when would we do that? We we sometimes interview our coach in the midweek or whatever, mm. but that's not the f- same forum. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a tactical thing for me. Like say what if you know the word is that Muller is out for another month mm. We don't provide an update to the public, but then all of a sudden he's 
back this week against MacArthur, that could potentially throw their game plan out the window if they think he's not going to be there. So mm. I, I think it's it's a it's a little bit of a tactical. Especially thing with you know uh, you know Ante and uh, and Ivan listening into this podcast every week as they do. Yep, yeah. and uh, have Paolo, else Paolo as well, of course. Paolo notes. probably phones him up Paolo. after he hears us. Hey Paolo, I hope you're well. Yeah, Ante's uh, not allowed to leave the house at the moment. So <laughs> yeah. no, the, the, there's good reason there, really, because I mean f- two things. One, I quite like it because if you go back to the Arnie days, then engagement, you know, was mostly a thing of their imagination. Arnie talked a lot about it, but they, he tried to avoid it because he wanted to have that sort of siege mentality. Mm. Plus, as you say, Boise, I mean, how is Matty Simon going to come on wearing a neck brace and score a brace? A brace wearing a brace, Brace eh? wearing a brace. If, if we announce the fact that he's injured or not injured or, you know, can come on with a yeah. brace. So, no. One thing I will actually admit that I'm a little bit disappointed about is that this season we're not seeing the uh, the weekly squad ins and outs from any of the teams. Uh, we're also not – I don't think we're seeing referee appointments ahead of time, are we? They're on like a weekly – weekly rolling contract the referees aren't they with their little <laughs> dispute um, yeah I want to get yeah, really right. angry when Kurt Ames gets our game because normally in the normally in the squad previews each week what we've been used to seeing is XYZ in XYZ out mm. XYZ you know still unavailable sort of thing um, and that has that's that's something that's not happening league wide now now you're going to make me talk about the keep up app are you oh no well, <laughs> Moz's rant has come very late this week, but off we go. I nearly forgot about Moz's I'm just going to start packing up the rest yeah. of our gear and Moz, you Quick, go for you go Turn off my leather. microphone now. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep up, needs to keep up. It's, uh, there it yeah, is. We could, we could do with, you know, that kind of thing. It is the A-League that used to sort of do that and maybe they do. It could just be that I can't navigate it because I'm too stupid. Or I mean, to be honest, I tried to navigate it this afternoon and I struggled as well. I just find it hard to find stuff. And then I was trying to find the press conference it. and I had to click on Finding press conferences was yeah. my bugbear with it. And, I was yeah. like, and, what the and then once I find something right, it randomly asks me to log in. And by the time I log in, then it takes me to some other random place and I can't find the thing again. It asks me to log in again. I feel yeah. like I'm in an ever-decreasing circle. Which Do is hate apps that ask me to log in um, more than once or even once. Yeah. Yeah. I hate that. Are the press conferences really secret business that requires a I login? I don't understand why you need to log in to get them. Yeah, no, me either. So, and there is a lot of other stuff on there, which another a lot of other content, Premier League, etc. Love that if it's more organised. Yeah, it's just cluttered. It doesn't does, need to be on we, there. Yeah, this this is an A-League specific mm. app. It doesn't need to have EPL stuff on there. And, you know, look, I, I am stoked they have the podcast on there now. I'm stoked they have a direct link to Mariners TV on the net there now. I think that's great. But work to do. I agree. And then it's just that little bit about um, sharing because randomly I, you know, try to share something. And, yes, I know I share too much Mariners crappy content, <laughs> but but – I like my content to look decent, not be just random links that look like nothing. And sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. Facebook works, but it must be just Twitter. So, um, yeah, come on, keep up, keep up. Does Paramount Plus need to keep up as well? Boise can talk about that, although I think it was user error. According to you guys, it worked. was it, was it working fine it was, at your It was okay for job? me. It could be better, but the Wanderers Newcastle game, when I put it, when I clicked out of it, closed the app, Put it back on the Wanderers Newcastle game did look pretty good. Yeah, they fixed the frame rate issue at halftime. I think in the Wanderers Newcastle game, and but you had to. It's but it's weird. Why is there a match day Sunday thing that has the pregame, the game, halftime, and then the postgame? But then there's also a dedicated stream. Just just, just, just put it in do one what thing. Optus Sport did have a live channel or have a couple of live channels. Put it and in one off thing. You go. There's and if you click on live. 
TV, mm. it doesn't come up. No need to reinvent the wheel. You have to go and like, find the A-League thing and then go into it that way. And then, yeah, then there was... They fixed the frame rate and then the auto, then the audio <laughs> went for, like audio for five or minutes. ten minutes. <laughs> I wanted optional mute when it was on last year. When it was on Buddy Foxtel. Not, <laughs> it when it, not now. Although, speed, get rid of him. Although muting uh, Georgeski is quite good. So. Well, a little bit of support because uh, after you complained about frame rate and all that sort of thing, then I did say to Melissa, so what do you think about this? Do you reckon this looks sort of a little bit weird, this coverage? When the ball's moving, is it a bit blurred and, you know, the it players... It hurts your eyes to watch it. Yeah, the, yeah, are the players sort of, you know, stepping along rather than, you know, smoothly transitioning mm. like they used to on Fox and the verdict from Melissa, an expert in these things, was yes. Yeah. So you were mm. right, Boise. But they did fix it. So, but then, Did they? Yeah. Glad it's it wasn't just the a 12 beers I'd had on, on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> it was Friday, also the Friday night, beers. whatever it was. Yeah, Friday, <laughs> Friday night, I was sitting there going, watching the game going, these beers are lit. <laughs> 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 just needed the Josh Howe beer review to top it all off. Yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. Oh. Uh, that, uh, that took a bit of a tangent. Yeah. yeah, we don't know what we're talking about now. No. Yeah, uh, updates on injuries. <laughs> Muller, <laughs> Benny and Maddie. Um, we did touch on Muller very briefly. Benny, not sure. Maddie, hopefully soon. Hopefully we'll hear soon. Fingers crossed. Mm. I was wondering who Marty was for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Marty Rayner signs a surprise one-year deal. Actually, I think he's got a knee injury. Just Marty so. Simons. <laughs> Marty, Marty Rayner, if you can update us on uh, how your knee's looking, mate, that'll be sensational. <laughs> um, just head over to the ccmfans.net forum and let us know. <laughs> You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Cheers, Jeff. That will just about do us, I think, this week on the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Uh, surprise early episode this week ahead of our trip down to the gong, back down to the gong on Wednesday evening. Fellas, uh, I think we're all planning on making the trip. I'm hoping to get down there anyway. Yep. Racking up the case. Boyce Mobile again. Knocking off, knocking off work early. Yeah, I just live in the Boyce Mobile now. Yeah. <laughs> The Boyce Mobile and the Mood Lighting, Lego. Uh, and the Mood Music, I hope. Yes. Mm. yes. Which By loves. Black Metal. <laughs> hey, everyone knows that I enjoyed it. If they saw my Insta post or my Insta story on the weekend. Yes. Euro, Euro heavy metal EDM synth. Yep. I was banging my head. <laughs> Shout works. out to Mo Cowboy. Yep, it works. <laughs> very good, very good. Well, uh, that is it. That's a wrap from us this week. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been an absolute pleasure once again. Thank you all so much for tuning in once again to the Coast Football Ramble. And uh, hopefully we'll see you down the goal on Wednesday. Love you. See you. Bye. Um, yeah, agreed. I have nothing to add. <laughs> I thought I did, but I don't. You don't have to add anything. <laughs> Silencio. <laughs> Love that. Uh, All right. Nice. <clears throat> uh, levels are good. Let's record a podcast. Uh, uh, uh.